I'm your girl, your best friend in your head, got you. They told me I was young, black and gifted. On my show, you can ask me industry questions about screenplays, about stage plays, about copywriting, about books, about self-publishing, anything you want. You can ask about love, life, relationships, whatever you want to talk about. What up, Ray? Call in and actually, so I'm your girl, best friend in your head, got you. Hey, everybody. Hey, what's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to On The Wake Up Radio. This segment is called Ask Jaleesa, and I'm your hostess with the mostest, your girl Jaleesa. I want to give a shout out to our beautiful, talented, fabulous producer, Miss Cindy Ashby, okay? You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Jaleesa. You can follow my main page at Jaleesa Williams. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, all of that at Jaleesa Williams. And you can follow all of the shows on at On The Wake Up Radio on Instagram as well. So let's get right into it. Today's topic is boundaries, right? Boundaries with friends and relationships, family members, you know, boundaries in general. You know, what does boundaries mean to you? You know, like that is, that's what we're going to discuss today. If you would like to call in and ask me questions, the number is 844-818-4433. Again, the number is 844-818-4433. And so you can call in and you can ask me questions and we can just discuss. So what I decided to do for this topic, I put a poll on my Facebook and my Instagram for my followers to email me at axjalisa at gmail.com and to email me different questions that they want to they want to talk about with today's topic, you know, which is boundaries, you know, boundaries with family, boundaries with friends and boundaries and relationships in general. Right. So. First, I want to just give y'all the definition of boundaries, right? Boundaries is a limit or a space between you and another person, a clear place where you begin and the other person ends. So that was the definition that I found of boundaries, okay? So I want to let y'all know some, like just a few of my own personal boundaries, right, that I have set to make my quality of life better, right? Because we all have to set boundaries because if you don't, you'll go crazy. Like everybody will just run all over you if you don't set any boundaries in your life. If you don't set boundaries in your personal life, if you don't set boundaries with your family, if you don't set boundaries with your friends, with your coworkers, with everybody that you come in contact with, you know, there is boundaries. If somebody walking up to you, you know, right now we're supposed to be six feet apart, right? So if somebody coming up on you, they are invading your space. So they need, you need to set a boundary back up, go back, go back to your six feet. You in my personal space, back up. That's a boundary, back up. Okay, so some of my own boundaries are my personal life is very private, right? I'm a very private person, you know, by nature. My mom is super private, so I kind of get that from my mom, right? I just got that honest. So I don't share a lot with my family and friends about who I'm dating or even if I'm dating at all. 
I don't really share that. Like my personal life is kind of off limits. I don't want people in my business like that because I feel like when you open up your relationship to so many outside forces, it's like opening Pandora's box, right? Everybody has an opinion and, you know, this person wants to tell you that, this person wants to tell you that. And sometimes your relationship doesn't even have a fair chance because you're hearing so many different opinions, right? So I like to let my relationship have a solid foundation before I start speaking about who it is that I'm, you know, dealing with, you know, because I feel like that way you're giving your relationship time to bloom into what it's supposed to bloom into. Or if it fizzles, then it fizzled, you know, it, it wasn't meant to go anywhere. But either way, you've given yourself that time to do that and to do it in private without having so much eyes on you. So for me, that's one of my main boundaries. I'm super, super private with my personal life. You know, I really don't let a lot of people in. Um, Yeah, I really, it has to be something serious. And then I'll be willing to discuss it with like my closest girlfriends, you know. But other than that, I'm really tight-lipped. You won't know. I could be married and you, you might don't even know. That's, that's the type of private that I am. <laughs> so, yes. So that's one of my boundaries is with relationships. Another one of my boundaries is my phone number. Don't ever give out my phone number without my permission. I have a major problem with that. That's something that my friends and family members know about me. Do not give out my phone number. If you run into somebody and they be like, oh, I haven't seen Jalista in so long. How she doing? You have her number? You better not do it. Don't you dare do it. Nope. You better give that person my Instagram, my Facebook. You better give them my email. But don't give nobody my phone number that I ain't give it to them. Don't do it. That's a huge boundary for me. Do not give out my phone number. Do not. I can tell you guys a story of when I was doing a casting call many years ago. And um, one of the auditioners, one of the young ladies that came into audition, she missed the audition. So she paid the guy at the front desk of the venue um, where I had the audition. She paid him money to get my phone number. So he gives her my phone number and she proceeds to call me. First of all, I don't answer numbers that I don't recognize. That's number one. I'm not picking up the number that's not logged into my phone. So then she leaves a message and she says to me, hi, Jalisa, I'm so sorry. I missed the audition. Um, I still would love to read for the part. You know, I got you. I hope you don't mind that I got your phone number from such and such at the front desk of such and such. And, um, you know, I just really want to audition for this role. I think I would be great, you know, for this. When I tell y'all I was so angry about this, like I was so like livid. Anybody that knows me knows I do not like strangers with my phone number. Do not call me. If I didn't give you my phone number, don't call me. So, this, you know, this situation, I let her know. I say you were out of line for, you know, getting my phone number from the guy at the front desk. You know, I told her that is very inappropriate and you should not do that. Like I would advise you going forward in the industry that you don't do things like that. No director wants somebody calling their phone that they didn't give their personal phone number to. So I told her, I said, the audition is closed. You missed the audition. It's closed. I will have other auditions that you can, you know, audition for. 
but what you did to get my phone number is unacceptable and I would advise you to never do that again you know so that's just how serious I am about my phone number like I don't play no games please do not give out my phone number I do not play that so yes that is another boundary that I have phone number so another boundary that I set for myself that is super, super important and that I know a lot of people deal with this is I set this boundary. I don't lend out money to my family anymore. If I give you something, it's a gift. You don't have to pay it back. It is a gift. But if you call me on the phone and you ask me for money, I don't have nothing for you. I don't have nothing for my family members I'm talking about. I don't have nothing for you. I've had too many bad experiences with lending out money to my family members. Nobody don't want to pay you back. Everybody want everybody want to borrow family members, but no, but no family member don't want to pay you back. They get amnesia. They don't know what you're talking about. They don't know your phone number. They don't know nothing when it comes to paying back that money. So now I've set a, you know, a strict boundary with my with my family that listen if i give you something it's a gift you do not have to pay me back you don't owe me anything if i give you something that's for you okay but do not call my phone and ask me for nothing don't call my phone ask me for nothing i ain't, I ain't got nothing you call me I, I ain't got nothing for my family you know nothing whatsoever so that is a boundary that i've had to set for myself because you know with family it's like you it's like you it's a love hate relationship it's like you love your family but you know some of them will make you hate them with how they act and you know the things that they do and especially when it's involving money so for me I would suggest everybody set clear boundaries with your family when it comes to money. You know, set a clear, direct boundary because your family will take, you give them an inch and they're going to take the whole mile because, oh, you my cousin. That's my cousin. That's my sister. That's my whatever. You know, they're going to give them an inch. They're going to take a whole mile. So definitely I would recommend everybody set money boundaries with your family. Like you will have a stress-free life if you set money boundaries with your family. If you want to give your family member something, just give it to them as a gift. But the borrowing, I highly don't recommend it. Like don't let your family borrow no money from you because they ain't going to pay you back. So just, you know. Yeah, highly. So that is another, you know, boundary that I take really serious um, with my family. Um, you know, with my friends, it's totally different because I have really great friends. So, you know, my friends, I don't have no money issues with my friends that's in my life right now. They need to borrow something, whatever, then it's good. It's no issues. Family members is the issues. So family members, it's a, it's a no-go. No-go. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. And I will have questions from my followers that sent in questions on actuallysa at gmail.com. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, and we are back. If you have just tuned in, today's topic is about setting boundaries with your family, with your friends and relationships all different types of boundaries. That's what today's topic is. If you would like to call in and ask any questions, you can at 
844-818-4433. Again, the number is 844-818-4433. Okay, so let's get into the questions from my followers on Instagram and on Facebook. I basically, I put out my email, askshalisa at gmail.com to my followers, and I told them to email me questions so that we could talk about it on the show. So the very first question that I received was from Erica M. She's one of my Instagram followers, and she says, Jalisa, I really like hanging out with my new coworkers, but I don't like when they bring up what happened while we were hanging out when we come back to work in the office. How do I set a boundary with them without offending them and without us having any type of disagreements? Okay. Well, Erica, I want to tell you this right now. You are not friends with your coworkers. Um, I never recommend anybody to be friends with your coworkers while y'all still working at the same job, right? Like you could be, co- you could be friends with them when you go to another job, but when you're at the same job, I highly don't recommend to be friends with your coworkers because that is the type of stuff that happens, right? Whatever y'all went to the club, y'all went to a restaurant, whatever happens, y'all going to end up discussing it at work. And, you know, say if a fight broke out, say if, you know, you spilled something or, you know, somebody didn't put in enough money on a bill or, you know, whatever the issue was that happened, it's going to spill over into the workplace, right? It's just going to spill over whatever happened, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, it's going to be talked about where you work. So I never recommend, um, any of my friends, any of my family to be friends with your coworkers. Like, wait till you leave that job. You know, when you leave that job, you can be friends with them, but to be friends with them and y'all work together, I highly don't recommend it. But since you are friends and you want to keep, you want to, you know, remain friends with them, I mean, the boundary I would say that needs to be set is you need to let them know that whatever happens when y'all go out, it needs to stay there. You don't want to talk about it in the workplace. Whether it's good or bad, you don't want to discuss it. You don't want the other coworkers knowing that you guys hang out outside of work and knowing whatever it is that y'all do outside work. You don't want that to be known. So I would, you know, suggest you let them know that you don't want for anything to be repeated. So the boundary, the boundary you would set is having a conversation with them and just letting them know that no, nothing should come back to the office. Nothing should be discussed back in the office. Like everything what happens, let it happen outside of the office. Do not bring it back to the office. That's the boundary that you're setting. It is like a line in the sand that if you're going to discuss what we're doing, when we hang out, then I can't go out with y'all. It makes me uncomfortable. That's not the type of, you know, friendship that I want to have. I would like to have privacy. I don't want people in the office knowing, you know, what we did outside of work. So I think it's about, you know, setting a privacy boundary, letting them know that you, you want your privacy outside of work. 
You do not want your other co-workers knowing whatever it is that you guys did. You know, even if it's just, you know, simple, y'all went to a concert or whatever have you, even if it's something simple, like you don't want that to come back to the workplace. So I think having a conversation with the ladies and just setting that, you know, line in the sand, letting them know that, listen, I need my privacy. I need y'all to respect my privacy or we can't hang out. You know, I think it should be as simple as that. Like, respect my privacy or we cannot hang out, you know? And, you know, my own personal thing is just don't be friends with your coworkers. Like, that's really my whole personal thing. Like, wait till you quit the job, you know? Um, wait till you quit the job. Do not be friends with your coworkers. You know, I'm writing for a company right now and... Literally, I work with predominantly men, and there's, like, two women, and one of the women, she, like, hates my guts, you know? Like, she literally is, like, the jealousy is very, very thick, and so um, it, it makes me have to just keep a line in the sand, like, this is work, you know, we will never be friends, you know, I don't have to worry about this woman outside of this space. So, um, yeah, for me, you know, for me personally, yeah, the whole friendships with the coworkers, you know, I guess it depends on, you know, the setting, you know, so if you're in a different setting, uh, like if you're an entrepreneur and you work with like you, you have your own staff and it's like a graphic designer, an engineer, you know, a producer, whatever, then I guess that's a little bit different. You know, so I want to say that, too. I guess it also depends on, you know, who your coworkers are as well and what space you work in. So let me, yeah, let me use context with this. So, yeah, I definitely think, yeah, it depends on what space you work in, right? Because every work environment is not the same. So I don't want to put everything in the same category. So, yeah, I will say, you know, just set the boundary no matter what the category is that you work in, you know, with different people, set the boundary at privacy, right? Privacy, whatever happens when we hang out together should stay with where we hang out and should not be back in the workplace, you know? So I guess that's the number one thing that it will have in common in any atmosphere and in any workspace. Just keep it at privacy. Like that's the line in the scene. That's the boundary, privacy, what we do when we hang out, that's our business, privacy, period. So that that will be, you know, how I feel about that. So moving right along, we have a question from one of my Facebook followers, Deborah A. And she says, Jaleesa, what boundary should I set when it comes to my husband having football nights and basketball nights at our house? When I already told him I don't like his friends in my house, help me. What boundary should I set to keep the peace? Ooh, Deborah girl, Deborah girl. First, let me say this. I am not married, and I don't really like getting business, but since you trust me to um, ask my opinion, I will give you my opinion. Um, I think that, you know, husbands and men in general love sports, right? They love sports. And so um, me personally, I'm a huge basketball fan. 
Um, not football so much. Like I know what's going on with football, but I'm not really a fan. Basketball is more my thing. But um, Deborah, I feel like this girl, your husband, he loves sports. And wouldn't you rather your husband be in the house than be at a sports bar with his friends? It's more better for him to be in the house because you know where your husband is. So I would, I would think it wouldn't be an issue with your husband and the friends being in the house, you know, because um, you know your husband is home and he's not out, you know, doing whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I, I don't know what, what is really the problem, but I will say this. Since it bothers you, I think that you and your husband need to come to um, a compromise. I think the boundary should be set on, like, if every time a game happens and they're at your house at every game, I think the boundary could be set that maybe they could come, like, every other game or something like that or, like, twice a month they have it at your house and then they have it at somebody else's house or then or they go to the sports bar or whatever have you but I think that the the boundary and this really is like compromise you know I think you really need to compromise with your husband on this um I I know what it's like not to like um, his friends, I didn't like my ex's friends. So I do know what that feels like. And that is kind of uncomfortable having people in your house that you don't like. So I do get it. But at the same time, you're married and this is your husband. So it's his house too. And I'm sure nine times out of 10, he's the one paying the mortgage or paying the rent if you live in an apartment. And um, you don't want to be like, oh, this is my house. I don't want, you know, I don't want these people in here. You know, you don't want to do that. And I would never recommend you to do that. Um, so I think that really setting the boundaries should be more about compromise. Like you really compromising with your husband on this. Because I feel like if y'all come to a place of compromise, it will be a better situation. I think you telling your husband like, oh, I don't like your friends. I don't want them in my house. I think that is what's causing him to keep doing it because he like, this is my house too. Like, so I think it's more of like the approach. I think you kind of have to shift the approach a little bit where, you know, butter your husband up a little bit and kind of just say, you know, babe, I want to compromise on this. You know, if, if we can maybe only have the game nights at our house twice a month and then the other times you go to our sports bar or the other times you have it at, you know, somebody else's house, you know? So I think it's more of having the conversation with your husband and letting him know that, you know, you're okay with him doing the sports night, but just not as often as he's doing it. Because I think that is what's happening here is like more of a pushback. Since you're saying that you don't like his friends, he's like, listen, like, yo, this is my house. I pay the rent. Like, no, we having it at my house. He probably have the biggest TV or the most, you know, comfortable area or whatever. So, you know, I think that it's like more of a pushback thing is what's happening um, here. Uh, that's just my opinion, you know, so I think that you just need to change the approach, Deborah, and then I think that things will be better, 
you know, I think y'all will be able to come to a compromise. But, um, you know, the bound the boundaries is it's really tricky with something like this because this is not your boyfriend, this is your husband, and it's his house too. So it's kind of like, uh, you can't really say, you know, I don't want them in my house. It's not just your house, it's his house too. So I think it's it comes really down to compromise. Like I think the core of this situation, the answer is going to be in compromise. I don't know. I'm sure that's not what you wanted to hear. But listen, I don't even really like to get in married people business. So this is literally the best I can do, sis. I hope I've helped you. So guys, we're going to take another break. And we'll be right back with some more questions. And just like that, we're back. And if you're just tuning in, today's topic is about boundaries. Boundaries with your family, with your friends, in relationships, all types of boundaries. That's what today's topic is. So I put a poll up on my um, Facebook and on my Instagram, and I had people submit questions to my actualista at gmail.com email. And so this is another question. Our next question is from one of my Instagram followers, Alicia P. And she says, Dear Jalisa, me and my best friend, we live in the same apartment complex and we always seem to attract the same men. How do I set a boundary with my best friend about who is off limits and who's not? Ooh, Alicia. Well, let me say this. Um, Sometimes that's going to happen. Like, you're going to attract the same guys. Like, you know, um, in high school, sometimes me and and one of my close friends, we attracted the same guys, right? So that that does happen, you know, in friendships. Because sometimes when you hang out with somebody, you start to look alike, you start to dress alike, you know, certain things. So you will sometimes um, start to attract the same type of guys. So that is very common, right? But where the boundary should come in is on it being the same guy, right? So if that so happened to attract the same guy, whoever met him first is who gets him straight up. Whoever, whoever met homeboy first, that's who wins. That's who gets no debate about it. You can't go back and forth about it. You know, no, whoever met him first is fair game. It's fair game. And so, um, I think that you, the boundary that you would need to set is that no boyfriends, boyfriends are off limits, you know, always follow the girl code, do not date, you know, any of your friends' exes or anybody they was just talking to or anything like that, like respect the girl code and, you know, don't do anything of that nature, do not try to date any, and I mean anybody that your best friend or friends have spoken to just don't do it you know um it's it's not a good look like respect the code so um I definitely think just you know setting the boundary it comes to just when you whoever meets the guy first that's who gets to keep him if y'all both met the same guy he gave both you guys number whatever whoever met him first that's how y'all that debate should be real simple whoever met him first that's who gets him the other one deletes and blocks his number that's that's how that you know that's how that goes so i definitely think it should be um boyfriends are off limits so that's definitely a boundary no dating you know in nobody's boyfriend or ex-boyfriend that's the boundary and um whatever guy you if you both meet him 
whoever met him first gets him. You know, so that that's that's the boundaries. Stick to the girl code and, you know, stick to setting that boundary of dating nobody's ex or nobody that your friend was talking to. And I think that your friendship will stay intact. It won't be, it should be no static if y'all attracting, you know, the same people. Because, you know, sometimes that just happens with friends because sometimes you end up, you know, looking alike. Like y'all, y'all might have similar fashion styles. Y'all may look similar. You know, um, I had a best friend in high school where she was in, she was a year older than me, but we had similar, but we were both kind of thick girls and we both had similar styles. You know, we got our nails done the same and we had similar, so sometimes we would attract the same guy. So it's very common, you know, sometimes with a best friend that if you two are similar in style, in an appearance that you would attract the same type of um, guys that 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 happens but I think as long as you keep the the respect where you set the boundary of no boyfriends no exes you know nothing like that then I think you know it'll be fine and also to another boundary no family members right so like say if you run into her brother and her brother's trying to don't date your best friend brother you know um if she run into your cousin and your cousin try to max at her she don't need to date your cousin you know so that's that's another boundary leave your family members alone too because that ends up being messy too I mean, when your best friend starts dating your family member i had that happen before and it was a shit show so i highly don't recommend that um so yeah yeah, set the set the boundary at no dating each other's exes, no dating each other's family members, and whoever meets the guy first, that's who gets the max to him. So that would be my advice on that. I hope that helps, Alicia. So moving right along, our next question is from Tiffany, and she says, Julissa. Because of the pandemic, my mom was laid off from her job, and she had to move into my apartment with me. I'm a grown woman, but she is taking over my house and telling me what to do like I'm a child again. <clears throat> How do I set the proper boundaries with my mom without being disrespectful? Ooh, child. Girl, this is serious. Listen, you know, with moms, it can be really tricky. It can be really tricky because it's still your mom at the end of the day. So you want to remain respectful. But I do understand you're a grown woman and you're paying your own bills and it is your house. So I understand that, too, at the same time. But um, you, you do want to... You want to tread, you want to tread lightly, you know, with this, because at the end of the day, you only get one mother and your mother raised you and she took care of you and cleaned up after you and, you know, gave you your quality of life. So, um, yeah, you have to tre tread lightly. I would say have a conversation with your mom in the most respectful way, you know, and just be like, listen, mom, you know, I love having you here, but. This is my apartment, and, you know, I would just like for things to be ran this way. You know, I don't know how your mom is. I don't know if she's going to be receptive to this because you said she's treating you like a child. So um, so my thought is that she's not going to be receptive to you having any type of conversation with her about, about, you know, boundaries. But 
I say you got to have the conversation anyway, whether she wants to have it or not. It's still a conversation that you have to have because it's bothering you. And, you know, this is your apartment and you are paying the rent. So so you are the one who needs to be, you know, speaking like you, you need to say something. You need you need to speak up. So I say, you know, sit her down in the most respectful way possible and just let her know that, listen, mom, I love you, but this is not working out. You know, I want things to be ran this way. You know, I would like to have, still have company. I would like for, you know, my clothes to be left there. You know, I would like for you to do X, Y, Z, like whatever the issues is. I think you really need to talk it out with your mom. I don't know if she's going to be receptive to it. You know, I don't know. But you do have to have the conversation because it is bothering you and it is your apartment and you're grown. So you, you have to stand up for yourself. But I say just do it in the most respectful way possible. But um, it does need to happen because you're not happy in your own house. And so that is definitely, um, you know, that's that's definitely a problem. Right. You don't want to be unhappy in your own home. So, yeah, you know, definitely my, my advice would be to just have the conversation with your mom. Sit her down, woman to woman, and have the conversation with her. <clears throat> She's going to always look at you like you're her little girl because you are, you know, I mean, you're your mother's child. So she's going to always look at you like that. But for you, for your own personal sanity, you need to, you know, have this conversation because if it's bothering you, you know, you feel like she's taking over your house and I'm a grown woman and, you know, all of this, if you feel that way, then you you need to speak up. You need, you need to say something, right? You need to say, you definitely need to say something. Yep. Okay. So our next question is from my Facebook follower. Jessica and Jessica says, Jalisa, me and my boyfriend have just recently started talking about marriage. My boyfriend is originally from Texas and I am originally from New York. My boyfriend, when we get, if we get married, he would like to move back to Texas to start a family. I would like to stay in New York. How can we set a boundary on getting to a place where we can decide what's going to be best for our family? Oh, girl, girl, girl. This, this is tricky. This, this is tricky because you both have your ideas about, you know, where you want to live and where you want to raise a family, right? He has his ideas. You have your ideas. So really setting the, the boundary on this is going to be communication, right? Y'all going to have to communicate and compromise on this because you cannot raise a family back and forth from New York and Texas. Like that's super far away from each other. So it's going to have to be, now that y'all starting to talk about marriage and you know what, it's actually good that y'all starting to talk about marriage because you guys have, um, if y'all, if y'all reached a place in your relationship where y'all talking about marriage, then it's very serious. So Y'all don't need to go any further 
and your relationship itself if y'all can't decide on where you're going to raise a family. So this is very good that y'all talking about this right now um, before y'all even get engaged because y'all going to have to come up with a compromise on this. Because like I said, you can't, you know, raise your children back and forth between New York and Texas. Like it just doesn't, that's so far, you know, away from each other. So that's just not going to work. So you both need to decide, you know, like the pros and cons. I say both of y'all write a list of the pros and cons that it would be to move to Texas or to stay here in New York and see if both of your jobs, you know, if his job, you know, um, would be able to move to Texas, if your job would be able to move, you know, relocate to Texas or, you know, or vice versa, whatever have you, like y'all need to write down a list of everything, the pros, the cons, your jobs, all of that, and then see what you come up with. But, um, yeah, I think it's really good that y'all are talking about this in your relationship because sometimes these are conversations that people miss and this can be like a deal breaker, you know, once y'all, if y'all was to get engaged, this could be a deal breaker on why y'all don't get married because y'all can't decide on where you're going to live, right? So I think that it's super important to just sit down and make a list, the pros and the cons on, you know, if y'all were to get married and he wants to relocate back to Texas, you want to, you know, stay in New York, like the pros and cons of both of that. I think, you know, to, to, um, to really make a list on that. But this is, yeah, this is really a tricky, you know, really a tricky question. And um, I think it's going to take a lot of, um hard conversations to really move forward in, in this relationship because if he's stuck on you know moving back to Texas and you're stuck on staying in New York that can really be a deal breaker you know that can really be a deal breaker in your relationship and cause it not to move any further so yeah this is this is something that is going to require you know major communication major communication you know, like this, this is something, yeah, this is, a, this is serious. Where y'all going to live and start a family is a very serious issue. So I think that um, really the boundary is really about communication because, you know, no one is right in this. He's not right for wanting to move to Texas. You're not right for wanting to stay. You know, like neither one of you are right. You have to compromise on what's going to be the best decision for your relationship in general, for your future family in general. If y'all talking about marriage and children and stuff like that, I think y'all going to have to take all of that into account, you know, um, really account all of that. So, um, yeah, it's just going to be, it's, it's this, that's going to be tricky, but it's a conversation that needs to happen. Both of you guys need to sit down and really discuss this, you know, really discuss this. So, um, yeah, so I mean, I hope that helps. I hope that helps. Um, yeah, but that, that is really, really tricky. He wants to live in Texas. You want to stay in New York. That is really tricky. Like that can really be a super deal breaker in your relationship. So, you know, I hope you guys can figure it out, Jessica. And I hope I've helped you. 
And um, yeah, so I will try to answer some more questions either next week or I'll try to post um, some more questions on my Facebook. But we are out of time. And that is our show for this week. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I love you guys. I appreciate y'all. I want to give a shout out to our producer, Miss Cindy Ashby, for holding it down like she always does. You can follow the show and all the other shows on at onthewakeupradio.com on Instagram. You can follow me at AxJalisa. You can follow me on my personal page at Jalisa Williams on all of my handles on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Twitter. Everything is at Jalisa Williams. If you're looking for me, you can support us by buying our merch on www.onthewakeupradio.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love you guys. Thank you, everybody, for submitting questions. Um, I will continue to answer them soon. See you guys later. Bye. Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Deanne. Cindy Ashby On the wake up. So here it is, y'all. Are you tired of being censored? Shadow banned? Shit, are you just tired of creating content and making these platforms famous? Well, I'm asking you to support OTW2. It's the black YouTube. Why, you may say? Because our content is important and necessary. And because anytime we tell the truth, they shut us down on their platform. So we are behind enemy lines, so we cannot complain. We just got to move accordingly, smarter. So since we know many of our people won't just jump ship and go to a black site, what I'm telling you to do is don't post everything that is great on their platform. Give them perfect people a 10-second snippet, a 15-second snippet, and make them come to OTWTube and come check you out. Support black things or stop complaining. Because only unity, black unity, and black economics can change our situation. Wake up, y'all. OTWTube is where it's at. Now search in the search bar for OTWTube, which is the page we're going to subscribe to. Click subscribe. Click add as friend, as well as click where the videos are. Click on a video to view like that video as well as comment and your exercise is done thank you for your support 